standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus, coming to you with episode 479. Today we're going to do a McKinney Monday and we're going to focus on the MISD in their seems to be never-ending quest to find more foolish things to do, to upset the very people that they're supposed to be working for. But before we get there, let me remind you the best way you can help me make a difference right here in Collin County, McKinney, Texas, is like, share, and subscribe to this here podcast. If you're feeling particularly motivated, you can even rate and review this podcast. I am on all the major podcatchers, and as far as I know, I'm still over on YouTube, and I visit Facebook. I got a page and a group there, as well as Gab and MeWe. Come and join us. Let's uh, let's get our act together and make a difference right here out our back door. All right, here we go. Uh, apparently, McKinney ISD and their infinite wisdom... <clears throat> Starting with, you know, and this goes back, I mean, literally a decade. And it's it's hard not to be disappointed and let down by what's gone on, by some of the decisions being made. But yet we keep reelecting these people to do the same thing. And I don't understand it. And they continuously ignore and repudiate the people that come in and question them or express doubts or just want them to consider doing something other than what they've been doing. Indeed, the sole quote-unquote conservative, I mean, I would use different terminology, but just somebody that doesn't go with the flow, they spend more time, more energy going after him than they do actually fixing or addressing the issues. I think the real issue is they don't believe there's a problem. They don't believe there are issues. They believe it's just a few people that have a burr in their, under their saddle or be in their bonnet and they just can ignore them and they'll eventually go away. And honestly, with the voting results, they could make a good argument that that's the case. I don't believe it. I don't think they're right, but it doesn't really matter because they won their reelection. So for those of you following along, yes, this is... The new school year in McKinney ISD has decided that you no longer need to be able to communicate to your specific elected official, that it would be the school district representative, right? Um, Board member of your choice. No, no, you need to send a group email. That's right. And apparently the people that have access to it are none other than the president who doesn't like you unless, well, of course, you fit her box. And, of course, the superintendent, which really doesn't care what you have to say, apparently, anyways, because he went along with this scheme. Now, look, McKinney schools don't suck. Anybody that says they suck, well, obviously, they haven't been to Dallas ISD. But that being said, McKinney schools aren't where they could be, aren't where they should be, and they continuously... Ignore what the people want. Or so we would be led to believe, right? I mean, we've got to be objective here. We've got to look at this. So let's just say 35 to 40% of the voters that actually showed up expressed their dissatisfaction with the current board. That means they had a majority. They won re-election. Now, we can blame that on a number of factors, but the fact is the voters went up and they said, no, we want more of this. We want it. We want the city, I'm sorry, the school district to give it to us more, harder, 
more often. We don't care. We just like what they're doing. Okay. I mean, if that's the way you want to look at it, I mean, clearly that is one way that it could be interpreted that the, the people that showed up to vote are actually quite content with what's going on. So what does that leave you? What options are you? Well, you can still send emails, but I imagine uh, President Amy Dankel will promptly put them in the circular file, right? She doesn't care what you think unless you're one of her voters. Why would she? She's the president. She represents an area. And as the president, she was elected by the other board members. All she cares about is reinforcing her echo chamber. The problem is, is we conservatives, we have our own echo chamber. We spend a lot of time getting worked up about problems and they are legitimate problems, especially if you're right of center. But you got to remember, there's a whole lot of other voters that just want this to be nonpartisan. They want it to be non-confrontational, non They don't want a controversy, non-controversial. They just want to be able to send their kids to school, expect that their kids are getting a basic education or a high-level education from the McKinney ISD so that they can send their kids off to college to where they can be productive humans. That's what they want. Now, whether or not you believe that's actually happening, at this point doesn't really matter because the majority of voters that showed up, they believe it. So what I'm going to propose to you is maybe we need to can reconsider what we're doing. Showing up at the school board meetings and calling them out doesn't seem to have the effect that we should or that we thought it would or that it should have had, right? Calling people out at the meetings for failing to do their job isn't convincing anybody. That means we have to rethink our strategy. We have to be careful about who we talk to and how we talk about it, but we have to be honest. Look. We don't hate McKinney ISD. We don't hate the teachers. We don't hate the administration. But there are a lot of things that are problematic, starting with the fact that we have pornographic books available to young children. Now, McKinney claims they don't, but they've been proven wrong. They haven't done an audit of what books are in which libraries yet, which is coincidentally enough what Frisco ISD is doing. Now, I'm certain that Frisco ISD is putting on a show because that's what, you know, political officials do. They put on shows. They want to placate their people. But at the very least, McKinney ISD could try that. They could at least pretend to care what people think about what's going on in the school district, right? They could, but there's no vested interest in that because they know they won their reelection and they can continue to thumb their nose at we the people. So on top of you know not addressing that issue for well over a year now, it's probably what, almost a year and a half and continuing to abuse the lone member of the school board that actually questions the status quo. And look, I, being purely objective, maybe he made a misstatement. Maybe he didn't. But really, that's, that's what we want to spend all of our time and effort on, is punishing a guy that went and had the audacity to not carry the line? I mean, it kind of sounds like what's going on with a former president, right? We, we ignore all the leftists that do all their crazy stuff. We pretend that nothing wrong happened when they clearly break the law, but our guy steps a little bit out of line or does makes a minor misstep, potentially. Well, no, we got to throw the book at him. We got to run him off. I mean, they clearly stated that we censured you to shut you up and you didn't. 
So now they're just going to take away his voice some more. Well, no, you can't send him emails anymore. Well, I would imagine that if you really want to get a hold of the lone conservative member of the McKinney ISD, you can find Chad Green rather easily. It's not that hard. They can pretend that he's not the real deal, but he is. And until they remove him via election, they're dead in the water. They're going to have at least one burr under their saddle, one bee in their bonnet, keeping them accountable for what they continue to do, which is do whatever in the world they want, ignoring their constituents. Now, you may have seen the notification that went out over the last couple of weeks about a $35 million stadium. I want to say it was in Melissa. I guess at this point it really doesn't matter. But $35 million for this really awesome stadium that will apparently seat 12,000 people. That sounds really familiar. I think we might have paid three times that amount in McKinney. Now, you can say it was because the property was more expensive. Okay, fine. But you know there was a sweetheart deal where they purchased the property ahead of time before they ever put the stadium there. And I mean, that might stink. There might be something going on there that might be worthy of investigation. But don't hold your breath. That's not going to happen. No, no, no. The right people got taken care of. I assure you of that. And of course, if you want to say I'm making an accusation here, no, this is just my opinion. Just like every other show I do, the name according to Callus indicates exactly what it is. It's my opinion and my understanding of the facts. So yes, occasionally I might get something wrong. Occasionally I might misstep. Occasionally I might make an error or a bad choice of words. But again, it's my opinion. And everybody is entitled to their own opinion. They're not entitled to their own facts, even though that's apparently the vogue du jour now, right? Everybody gets to have their own facts, their own truth. No, no, there's still real truth, observable, objective truth. And to the best of my ability, I take the time to actually find out what the truth is. But when it can't be known, when it can't, when it's not 100% clear, but I see smoke, I assume there's fire. And I'll just explain it that way. There's smoke there. Something doesn't smell right there. I'm going to assume there's some fire until somebody can prove otherwise. Now, I'm not sure who that would be at this point because most of the names have uh, disappeared into the ether. But wouldn't you know it? We still have at least five members of that ISD board that are, well, I guess it's only four. Four members of the ISD board that are still around from when a lot of this went on. Yet, nobody questions them. Nobody asks, why is this happening? Hey, don't worry. Nothing to see here, good citizen. We just overspent on a stadium that we probably didn't really need to have. Now, granted, it looks nice. It operates fairly nicely. And it is not a bad stadium, notwithstanding the errors they made when they built it. But the fact of the matter is the location stinks. The planning behind it apparently wasn't top notch. and But we're stuck with it for at least, well, another 10 or 15 years. It'll never pay itself off. Hey, but don't worry. Don't worry. We're just going to keep comparing ourselves to, I don't know, Mesquite or Garland and say how great we are. I mean, is that really the the level we're seeking to attain? Look, they have shown they have a disdain for a lot of their constituents. They have shown that they don't care what you think and what you want. So at what point... Do you quit wasting your time, wasting your efforts, casting pearls before the swine that sit on that district board? You have to go to the people. But when you go to the people, you can't say they're evil, they're terrible, they're, the school district stinks. No, because that's objectively not true. 
The district could be better. There are noted improvements or things that we could do to improve it still that we don't even want to talk about. And as a matter of fact, it is my understanding, Mr. Green put forth some of these ideas and was immediately slapped down and smacked down by the previous superintendent and in the previous session. Now, you have to ask yourself, why is that? If you want an excellent school district, why wouldn't you look for innovation? If you want an excellent school district, why wouldn't you look into ideas and at least consider them and weigh them out? Is it because you don't like the messenger? Maybe, perhaps. But how sad is that? You know, I routinely will say, well, you know, hey, that leftist there isn't entirely wrong, or that progressive there does have a point. We should address that issue. Now, maybe I don't like his solution, or maybe I think she's wrong about the application here, but those are legitimate issues we ought to be at least willing to look at. It's because they reject objective reality. They reject any objective response or review of what's going on. They just have their own little tunnel vision in their own little echo chamber that all is well. But again, the caution has to be on our side of the aisle. The caution has to be with our people. We show up. We tell them they're wrong. We talk about the things that they're doing that are objectifying and sexualizing our kids. And they poo-poo us and tell us there's nothing to see here. And then they just lock down the campuses even more. Then they, they just tell you, no, you're wrong. You don't understand. And then they twist your words into saying you hate all the teachers. You hate the librarians. You hate the administrators. You hate them all because you dare question what they're doing. No, no, no. Look, we love our children. We love our grandchildren. We love our nieces, our nephews. We care about what happens to our children. And it's clear that the school district and not just McKinney ISD, but lots of school districts don't actually care about our children. They care about their money. They care about their prestige. They care about programming them for whatever the latest Vogue idea is, but they don't care about our children. Now, that doesn't mean that the school district doesn't employ good people that do actually care and then do go above and beyond to take care of children. There are plenty of really good teachers out there that are really good in spite of what's done to them. In spite of the lack of assistance or the roadblocks put up by the school district, there are plenty of good librarians there that actually do try and curate appropriate material for the age group of which they're serving in spite of what they're being told, in spite of actions taken by others. There are indeed probably lots of good administrators out there. Now, I got to hold my breath and my nose when I say that, because in my mind, (laughs) administrators only serve to enforce certain propaganda being put out or that certain rules are followed that are mandated by the feds and the state in order to get the money back to our children that they took from us in the first place. So yeah, it's a necessary evil, but some of those administrators are quite good and they actually care about the district and the children. So you can't throw them all under the bus. You can't say they're all terrible, But unfortunately, if we're not careful and we don't choose our words properly, that's exactly what happens. And that's exactly how it's sold. So you have to approach these teachers directly. You have to reach out to the librarians directly. You have to reach out to the teacher's aides and the people that work in the school district directly. Nobody out there thinks 
that the service staff in the school district is the problem. In fact, they are the mortar that holds the bricks together, as far as I can tell. If the school's not clean, it's not functional. If the children don't get their food properly prepared and delivered, it's not operational. If things aren't taken care of as far as maintenance, they fall apart. It's not safe for children to go to those schools. Those people are doing a wonderful job, but nobody really wants to talk about that. Oh, no, no. Those conservatives, those right-wingers, those um, Tea Party people, those whatever Trumpers out there, they just hate everything in the school district. Really? Really? I mean, look, I will admit I would be just fine if the school district blew away in the wind tomorrow. I would have a huge problem now because how am I going to educate and take care of these children that have had their entire lives programmed and set before them what they're going to do. So, yeah, maybe while in my perfect world, that would be a solution. It's not a perfect world. So my solution is potentially even worse than what we have right now. But that doesn't mean we can't reform the system. It doesn't mean we can't question how we can do a better job. But I realize I'm the outlier here. But I can look at it objectively as an outlier and say, well, you know, the ISD does perform a service that a lot of people like and want. However, they are deficient in these areas. And these are how... These are different things they could utilize in order to improve and do a better job. And I don't even like school districts. And I can do that. And I'm willing to set aside my preference for the principal at play. My friend Chad Green sits on the school district board. He and I have had long discussions about this. We don't agree. He thinks that the school district is an appropriate and good thing to do from the government and that If we're going to do that job, we need to do it well. And we need to look after the students. And we need to give them the best opportunities possible. Okay. Well, I'm going to sincerely disagree with that. But I understand where he's coming from. So, pause there. Sorry. uh, Technical difficulties. We need to be willing to consider that what we're doing isn't working. That the people actually do believe they're getting a high quality product for the high price they're paying. And rather than run around besmirching and talking about all the negatives, perhaps we need to approach it from the point of view that, yes, it's fine, but we could improve. It could be better still. This is how we think we can make it better still. We support and respect all the people that work in the district that are doing a good job, but you know... Every company, every business does have employees that don't meet the mark. We need to look at an efficient way of measuring that and determining it. And I would suggest, in fairness to what the teachers say, basing it off of a tax score or basing it off of some specific test they take during the middle of the year does nothing to weed out bad teachers. All that does is cause the teachers to teach to the test. I'm sure we've never heard that before, right, folks? Come on. We, we've got to find a way to do this. Now, you could do it where you have the teachers do reviews on the, on, on the students and the students do reviews on the teachers. So that gives you some balance, right? Because if you leave it wholly up to the students, well, the students might just decide, well, we don't like this teacher because they actually make us do what we say or what they say. Excuse me. They actually make us follow the rules. They actually make us turn in our assignments. They don't let us retake our, ter- our tests. Wow. They don't let us retake our tests until we get the grade we want. No, they actually require us to learn something and do something in their classrooms. I mean, they could very easily tank that teacher. 
well, maybe you could have the parents do reviews, but apparently the district doesn't trust the parents anyway. So I don't really know what the best example is, but certainly by the time a student gets to high school, a good number of them are more than capable of making a review on how good their teacher is and whether or not the teacher's stuck with the materials and the process and actually helped them learn and facilitated improving their understanding of certain materials. I mean, clearly that's an option. Now, would that be the sole basis? No, but I think it's a factor. It's an appropriate factor, right? I mean, these same students are the ones that apparently we're now okay with doing medical procedures that can't be reversed to themselves. So if they're smart enough and capable enough to make those decisions, clearly they must be smart enough and capable enough to grade their teachers. So which is it? I mean, again, it's not perfect, but we've got to get some feedback. We've got to get some review. I don't want the the parents running the classroom, but I do want the parents running the district. I do want the parents determining whether or not Good teachers stay or get raises. They do that through the elected board. But the problem is, is the elected board doesn't listen to the parents. Or let me rephrase that. They only listen to the parents that tell them what they want to hear. That'd be the better way to put it. And unfortunately, when we have a plurality win situation, they really don't have to listen to 20 to 40 to 48%. And it that's enough. I don't know how that's proper representation. I don't know how you can have proper representation when you do everything you can as that board to silence the one dissenter. I don't know how anybody gets good representation when you're doing everything that you can to eliminate people that speak truth to power. I don't know how it is you expect that anything's going to improve if you continue to treat people like outcasts because they don't agree with you in lockstep. And again, this goes on both sides of the equation. I deal with this all the time with people on my team, but apparently the school district who has their team doesn't give a rip about what anybody thinks if they don't carry the line for them. And that's dangerous. That's groupthink. That's people that are easily manipulated by emotions. There's no objectivism left in understanding what's going on here. At the end of the day, I believe Chad Green is right. You need to be able to say, we have public schools, we have government schools, they serve an important purpose because we don't have a way to replace them or even if we did have a way to replace them, that would not serve the general public. The general public is supposed to get an educated public. They're supposed to be able to master and at least comprehend all of these topics and all these subjects and we're doing them no favors with our current system. How could we improve it? Chad's all about improving the district, but he doesn't get to speak. Indeed, we spend all of our time trying to silence him. School district, school board. Indeed, when the mayor shows up, he doesn't even want to acknowledge that he's an elected official on the school district because apparently he didn't tow the mayor's line. Well, I'm sorry, the last time I looked, there was a separation of power, there was a separation of authorities, and the mayor really has no say or control over what the school district does. Unless, of course, you count the fact that he and the uh, school board president are good friends, which is my understanding of the event, so if somebody wants to challenge me on that, fine, whatever. But it's well known, they talk and they chat, and they should. We need to cooperate on the government levels. We need to be on the same team, but the problem is so often when the team is chosen, anybody that's not on that team is treated like the enemy. 
How does that make it better? How does that solve the problem? I think those are all fair questions. Now, look, I'm not going to run and join the Democrats anytime soon. I'm not going to defend progressives anytime soon. I'm not going to work to protect leftists anytime soon. But I am smart enough to acknowledge when occasionally they get something right. I am smart enough to understand that they're not wrong all the time. They do have legitimate issues that do deserve an answer. And we need to be willing to look into those and try and answer them. And the sad thing is, there are six members plus a superintendent that really have zero interest in what you have to say unless you're on their team. And I know Chad Green, and Chad Green talks to everybody, even people that don't agree with him, and he gives them a fair hearing, and he talks to them like an adult. I don't know if the other people do that. So when we're starting this school year and they're going to roll out their next uh, set of sanctions against the one lone school board member that actually listens to somebody that's not on his team or not on their team, you got to ask yourself, is this a good investment of time and energy? Shall we be having legal battles going on within the school board? Well, I'm if you're going to shut people down, well, yeah, I guess that that's what needs to happen. If you're going to continue to abuse power, yeah, I guess that is what needs to happen. If you're going to violate the rules to Open Meetings Act, I guess, yeah, that's what needs to happen. I don't like it. It's disappointing. But one has to be smart enough to say, well, what are they hiding? I see smoke. Do I, sm- do I smell smoke? Well, maybe there's a fire. So the question is, what are they hiding? Why are they hiding it? What's the big hubbub? What does it hurt to have one person asking questions? Now, I would have liked if it was four people asking questions. I would have liked if it was two people asking questions. But for right now, we settle for one. For right now, we take the uh, drubbing in the last election as a learning lesson. Hopefully, all you conservatives out there have learned that you don't take on the popular mayor, the city you live in when you're going after the school board that is at least nominally aligned with him. Perhaps you should have focused on how can we improve the school district? How can we improve the school board? How can we bring in new ideas? How can we take somebody that's been there for so long that grandchildren are now going to school there? But you got to do it in a way that shows a positive alternative. The people do see the deficiencies. They do see the problems. Even those that want to pretend there's no problems, they do understand it could be better. But if you allow yourself to be painted in the corner where everything sucks, well, yeah, you lose. I know it's frustrating. And then now with the new school year started, we, we're going to go all over again. So I'm going to encourage you guys. I went to four or five school board meetings last year. I know, I know. I do have another life. I do have other things I got to spend time on. But when I was there, everybody that I heard spoke from my team, by and large, was professional, respectful, and got to the point. Did I see people kind of run right up to the line? Yeah. You know what? That's me. I live on that line a lot. I don't fault you for that. But it didn't work. Go to the people. Go to the teachers. 
Go to the teacher's aides. Go to the employees of the school district. Talk to them. Show them you're not the enemy. Show them we want what's best for our children and our grandchildren. Now, yeah, we still need to show up at the school board meetings. Maybe we need five people. Maybe we need 50 people. I don't know. It all depends on how much time they want to waste trying to censure, once again, the one guy that has the courage to question things. The one guy that is actually willing to talk to people that aren't in lockstep with him all the time. That's what I want to see happen. I don't want this to be about me. I don't want this to be about you. I want this to be about the children that are in the district and what's best for them and how do we give them a better outcome. So let's go forth and let's do better. Kinney ISD, I'm letting you know, I'm happy to work with you guys if you'll just listen to your people. And with that, this has been According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.